Welcome to the Life Podcast. We believe Jesus came to give you life and life to the full. And this podcast is all about discovering the life you've always wanted. So we've got people in Life Church 7. Of course, others will be listening to this. And um, what I'm hearing you say is that everyone in our church can get equipped yeah. and be a part of this. What? Tell us some about the equipping part, because you did a lot of different ministries there. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned it a couple of times already, in different places, different mm-hmm. venues, different ways of doing it. Um, how do people get equipped for something like that? If somebody was listening to this, I mean, if they're listening to you right now and they're getting started, they're like, oh, man, this sounds yeah. it's like something I'd want to do. But, okay, I, I can be a spiritual mom and a dad. But is there other equipping that people can access here that would help them be ready for that? Yeah, yeah. You know, the the people who have done the Supernatural School of Ministry, you know, my wife and I and, and the and Bill Combs and uh, John and Candy, we we helped uh, start the School of Supernatural Ministry yeah. uh, five <clears throat> five years ago. Yeah, and and so we have just seen it is such a powerful equipping piece and mm-hmm. getting people ready and not just ready but activated and growing your faith. And that's one of the things that we've done is we've we've um, you know made the mission trip accessible to the school as yeah. as part of you know hey here's an opportunity for you at the end yeah. of the school year. Yeah, and the team that we had this year was just a lot of second and third year graduates, some first years and some people who had never been in the school. Mm-hmm. And so actually going on a missions trip is, is one way to get equipped. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, you know, right. Um, right. But doing the school of supernatural ministry is so, so important um, in that regard. And it's just, a, and then, and then the, yeah. You mentioned the word activated as well. Describe a little bit more what you mean with that word. When I, I can believe something, but if I don't ever do anything with it, it's just a belief, right? Mm-hmm. If I, you know, when Jesus tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel, you know, and, and when he says in like Mark, Mark 16, like, you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You will cast out demons in my name. You, right. Uh, so there's this action behind our faith. And so activating is just, you know, activation being activated is just, putting your faith to what the Bible would say works. Yeah. Faith without works is dead. There you go. Um, That's in James. And so, you know, when you, when you are putting works to your faith, mission strip is a giant, you know, um, opportunity to, yeah, to put your faith to work. So you're, you're applying, you're applying truth that you've learned and that you've heard. Yeah. And doing something. James is a great example that you just mentioned, isn't it? Cause he, you know, you show me, your faith, as he say it, you, yeah. you know, and I'll, I'll show, show you, you my works. faith by what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think he says, you show me your faith without works and I'll show you my faith by what I do. Yeah. And it's not, a, a, it's not a, you know, the distinction there, it's not a, a an opportunity. It's not a, a, um, how do I put it? It's not salvation. It's not, it's not the works. Isn't, right. You know, yeah. You were not saved by works. It's a really important distinction, but, but, uh, uh, but a saved person is saved unto good work, right? We works, are God's yeah. workmanship created yeah. in Christ. Yeah. And he's got all these things prepared for us in advance. So that was so, so cool to see people because you just know, I tell people this as we're preparing for a trip, like God has already planned this trip mm-hmm. before you even said yes. Before you were born, he knew this moment was coming. Yeah. He's going to meet you there. Like yeah. he's been in, like he, I could just see the Lord anticipating yeah. you arriving in country and the spirit of God just meeting you there. Yeah. You know, I mean, those are that you just, and that's what you sense. You sense like 
Like there is anticipation for this. Yeah, you know, do I think sometimes I think uh, you and I have talked about this uh, at different times. But for myself, I think that on this on this idea of it being an, a mission trip, specifically being a great activation piece for a Christian yeah. or for a Jesus follower. Um, for me, it's a bit like, you know, let's say it's New Year, you do the resolution of I'm, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to lose weight, or I'm going to get healthier, or I'm going to train for a marathon, or I'm going to do something. Um, that's an easy example to use that that you have got to lock your mind into doing something in it, and it takes a bit of determination, doesn't it, to say I'm going to do something that's knocking me out of rhythm. <clears throat> Excuse right. me. It's not. I'm going to. I'm going to change the rhythm and the routine of my life. And it's interesting, actually, how hard that can be yeah. to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop eating this or I'm going to start, I'm yeah. going to get on the treadmill or I'm going to get up at this time and go to the gym or I'm going to, whatever it is, I'm going to, I'm going to grow a garden this year, mm-hmm. you know, because you get in a routine and, uh, and then you just, it can seem a lot harder than it actually is once you get going. Right. But it, it, it becomes sometimes, I think, a mission strip can be like that. It can yeah. be a launch pad for yeah. a, a new, um, a stepping into something new of experiencing God in a way perhaps that I haven't. Absolutely. And sometimes it takes that step of faith you called it earlier. I'm, I'm going to apply my faith to this thing. I'm going to break with routine. I'm going to break with the norms. And I'm going to give myself to this, trusting that God's going to do yeah. something that will change me in it. Yeah. Um, and it seems like for mission trips, you do a lot for the country that you're in, mm-hmm. but we've talked a lot here today about how it impacts the person going. Yeah, yeah, we haven't talked about what's done. What you know? I mean, a little bit about how it's impacted the nation, but we, you know, we get so many reports back of you know the interpreters that they hand select specifically to be with us. Um, you know, it, they want people to be activated, so they know that if they get their interpreters with us for a solid 10, 11, 12 days, that they're going to be changed and transformed and activated and everything their faith is going to grow yeah. but for the person that goes it's just i mean there's so many things that are i don't know if intangible is the right word but benefits so many benefits to saying yes to a missions trip that you wouldn't think is the key objective for example being connected you know you make friends you you experience god with other people in a way you've never had before mm-hmm. you're taking risk with other people there's this bond that's formed when you go on a mission trip with someone. You always remember it's a life-changing thing. Like when you're 75 looking back on your life, 80 looking back on your life, I mean, these are moments that you'll remember. Like I remember yeah. when I went to yeah. that country and God touched me in such a powerful way and used me in such a powerful way so let's, let's, with other people. Right. So, that, so there's like, there's that fellowship, there's growing your faith, there's being activated there's being more connected to the team members. I mean, there's just so many benefits. So I think, you know, it's pretty clear for the listener at this point, like they should do a mission trip. They're included. Yeah. Do it. Next opportunity you get, <laughs> yeah. you get an upgrade with God. Yeah. What about, what did it do for the, so you, you partnered with a church in Honduras. Yeah. So why does a church in Honduras receive a team like that? Yeah. And why would you do that? There's a, so, somebody could say, well, the church is already there. It's doing its thing. Yeah. What benefit are we to them? We you mentioned some of it right there. Yes. Tell us more about yeah. that. Yeah. So part of it is just, we're not there to change, <clears throat> change them. We're there to serve them. And in the process, they get changed. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really powerful. Uh, the unity piece, it's another like kind of an intangible thing. Like when you're unified with, 
someone, another church, when there's this unity between churches, the Lord loves that. I'm right. so convinced that that unity commands a blessing yep. you know, in that verse where it literally pulls on heaven. And so that's another kind of a special piece that you may not get here at home. You're not, you're not, you know, we have our church, this is us, this is our family, it's great, that's, and that's all good. When you partner with another church and come into their family and join families, you know, uh, there's just an oil that's released. There's just mm -hmm. a special anointing. But so they, they are, they benefit by their people getting activated. I mean, I, dozens and dozens of people being set free, delivered, you know, there's a special DNA in our, in our house. You know, Paul talked about impartation, right? Yep. I long, I think it was to Timothy where he wrote him and said, I, w I long to meet with you in person so I can lay hands on you so that you can receive a spiritual gift an impartation. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's impartation is a huge thing. So we impart what we carry. We impart our culture. We is it, is it in a, in a, in a, a group fashion or maybe let's say in a geographical fashion where Paul talks a lot about the one body, many parts right. that, you know, that, w and, and we talk a lot about culture of honor here, which uh, one way to define that is you, you have something I don't have. Yeah. So if I if I appreciate that that I'm going to honor you in that way that you, that I have something to receive from you right so it sounds like that in a let's say you're taking a group or from a different country a different culture within the body of Christ you're yes. saying we we have a part to give to this country or yeah. this group yeah that they don't have that we can we can bless them and serve them with that yeah it's not an arrogance or a, no. you know you have a deficit it's just the nature of the body of Christ yeah. right where we need one another and we each have things that we can give to each yeah, other. Yeah, we've, we've had such a benefit in our own house here <clears throat> of people coming from Bethel or from, you know, the, the prophet Alan Ross from Scotland and, you know. That doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. People from Scotland are coming here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, and, and that's actually touching on a point, even yourself being, you know, originally from a different country and just, um, you know, that's just how the Lord works. I mean, it's. So, yeah. And the other thing too is like, there's churches that are just, they're just poor, like financially. And we come in and then, and then our people just see the need and they respond even financially. Yeah. You know, I know one church, multiple churches, we're, we're starting a daycare down there for children who, whose parents aren't at home during the day. And this church, the pastor's wife had a vision for a daycare. And so one of our people went last year and said, I'm going to champion that. The Lord really put it on her heart. Yeah. And so, She's like, but I don't, you know, and then we got the budget together. So that just seems like too much. Well, God brought almost every dollar in for that. Wonderful. And so, um, so it's just, you can imagine if you're in a poor country. Just, I'm going to jump in there cause, yeah. okay, because, because that's an important thing just so for people to know. And that daycare is, is right in an area where the movie Sound of Freedom came out recently that yeah. began with the Gusigalpa, which is where you were and uh -huh. people being trafficked from there. Yeah. So this daycare center is a ministry down there that you and your team partnered with to help them prevent that from happening, right? They're yes. looking after children that are at risk of being kidnapped and yes. trafficked. Yes. And so these kids, you know, the, again, both parents working, little ones, so under the age of the school, you know, preschool, younger, having a safe place to be while their parents are out working instead of being locked in their homes and you know, and so yes, it's a it's a it's an area where there's that that problem. So that's part of the gift of in a very practical way, what yes. we can bring as the body of Christ here, bringing something they don't have is just resources, resources, just financial resources. Yeah. There's another small church outside of the, a city where they had tiled their stage, you know, put this type of tile and the floor was just concrete, really rough. And they needed, they had raised, I think for months and months and months, they'd been raising 
you know, tithes and stuff and offerings and they had $1,200. They needed another 750 or whatever. So we went out on the, it's one of our last nights of outreach. It was on a Saturday night. We were all pretty tired. Um, but God had one more really special night planned and, um, we saw miracles, healings, deliverances, radical healings, some salvations as well. And, but then the financial miracle, we, our team gave, you know, uh, the rest of the money needed to, to finish the tile on their floor in their church, you know, and the pastor sent me a receipt, you know, yeah. four days later that they were able to go and buy it. And, um, it. and it's just, it's just amazing. You know, that tile will be there for decades, for, yeah. for years to come and, yeah. and people, you know, so yeah, it's, there's practical things, there's financial, there's, I mean, it's just, and it's such an encouragement. You know, these guys are, some of these pastors out in these small churches are just, are, they're in the battle. You know, yeah, so some, you're really breathing life and breathing them, life, putting courage yeah. in them, cheering pray, them we're on. We're praying for them. We're praying for their family. We're going to we were walking around the neighbors, praying for the neighbors. I we prayed for a gentleman. He has really bad heart issues, um, and prayed prayer of salvation just in case, kind of a thing. But I, I think he was already saved, um, and it, I got the the message three days later that he passed away after we got home. So people that we were laying our hands on praying for, you know, we saw healings, but maybe it was just there for an assurance of salvation. Um, and the fact that we had a group of people there, you know, he may not have received that prayer had, had we not yeah. been there. And, and uh, you know, what that makes, well, we're going to come to close here in a minute, Drew, but what that makes me think of is that we could, we, we've lined up a lot of great reasons why it would benefit a person to yeah. go on a mission trip for them and why it would benefit someone else. Yeah. Um, but I think that as well, when you tell a story like that, you, you see the, the predestined moment yeah. in it, don't you, where yeah. God in his, just in, his, in his mysterious, amazing way that he is, yes. ordains things across nations yeah. because he loves a person so much, mm -hmm. he'd send somebody willing from another country come to your house to yeah. lead you to salvation before you die. And I, there's a big mystery in that. I, and I had a friend one time in Brazil. I used to go down there a lot. And she asked me, why do you come down here? You know, we got lots of, and why? Because I would prompt them to go do missions from Brazil elsewhere. Yeah. Why would I go do that? There's plenty to do here in Brazil and you've got plenty to do in your country. And I said, well, there's lots of reasons. And we've talked about some of them right here. But the answer I thought about the time was, there's a mystery in the way God does things in his genius yeah. where he gets all the glory because yeah. in the example I thought of was the apostle Paul, who was a missionary mm -hmm. to Gentiles. Right. And Paul is the, you would think the ultimate or the, not the ultimate, the prime candidate Pure. for being a missionary to, to Jews. Jews. Yeah. He's yeah. a Hebrew of Hebrews, yeah. a Pharisee, legalistically, yeah. you know, he's faultless and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. right, as far as legalistic righteousness. He makes this list of his own resume, yeah. why he's the perfect guy to reach the Jews. Yeah. And yet, he's going to Gentiles, yeah. which in my mind yeah. makes no sense. So that's why God would send a Scottish guy to Brazil yeah. or an American guy to Honduras, yeah. you know, with a team of people, because there's a mystery in God ordaining yeah. Who meets who? Who touches who? Yeah. And I think, therefore, it boils down to the, like you said, Alan, the obedience of faith that God expects us to live a missional life. Yeah. To go to Jerusalem. Yeah. Start with your your own kids, your own family, your relatives, your next door neighbor, your work colleagues, your town, your county, yeah. your state, your mm -hmm. country, mm -hmm. your continent, and another continent. Right. Yeah. So it's an obedience issue of yeah. the Lord's prompt to me and I should give myself to this 
Because who knows that there's a person like the man of Macedonia praying. Right. And I'm the one that's supposed to right. land on his doorstep in another country on a certain day yeah. to lead him and his household to salvation. And on the, I just, there's moments, you know, like <clears throat> in Bulgaria, there's a moment where I, I gave a poor family, um, you know, an amount of money, a generous amount of money. She had no legs. She had just had her legs amputated. She had gotten an infection and was in a gypsy neighborhood and we were walking off and the pastor that was leading us, Pastor Joro, he said, he said, look over there. And this boy was sprinting to the grocery store to buy food with the money that we just given him. And so there's just those moments that mark you. Um, it's like in his mis in the mystery where, you know, and these people are ministering every day in the neighborhood, but there was something special that God used you for. We saw that in Honduras in the city center, you know, and it's just weird. It's like when a white person shows up, you know, to a, <laughs> you know, we're I, taller and we stick out and, you know, not. <laughs> I've got blue eyes. Yeah. 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 You would see eye to eye with a lot of them. Yeah. No. Uh, but no, just, um, there's just something that the Lord uses. He just uses funny things like that, where it's just, there's a, here's a white guy in the middle of the city, uh, preaching the gospel. And if it was the local Hondurans, oh yeah, there's a religious person there, you know, but people just kind of came in closer. Like, what is this? What's going on? You know, who are these people? And yeah. um, he uses those things that all would be saved. It's hard that none would perish, you know? Mm -hmm. So if, if I got to send people from Washington to Honduras to make that one person there, and it, we, we, I'll, I'll finish with this. I heard so many times throughout the trip, and it made my heart so happy because that's what I, I prayed for, was each day people would be like, man, if we just came down here for today, it'd be worth it. There you go. Like the first day. Second day. Oh, man. Just after these two days, it was worth it. And then like, and then the Lord just accelerated. And there was just more healings and more breakthrough. Yeah. And so just to hear that, you know, when you've so much preparation and planning and logistics and praying and, and you know, just the planning. Um, but then to hear that, like, I would have come here just for that first day of ministry. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, that's just how God uses it. Before we close, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I want, I want to pray for people and just uh, about some of the things you've touched on. But we want to give people a little bit, of maybe an activation. Yeah. So one activation, a simple one, would be if somebody's thinking, okay, I want to go on the next trip with Drew. Yeah. Um, what, wh where could they reach you? How would they go? And maybe what would they do next to prepare? Yeah. For you know, because always... it might not be right at this. Sure. Well, you you always want a prompting from Holy Spirit. You know, I remember when Paul said he, he, he desired to go into Asia. I think two separate times the Holy Spirit stopped him. And then later there was an open door. Um, so sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's because you're in spiritual warfare, because there's a lot of things, a lot of obstacles. And as an 83 year old person, for example, if you got um, E. coli down there or something, it could be fatal. You know, mm -hmm. and during the COVID season, we had an older person who had underlying issues, not from our church, but from another church that we had partnered with who passed away when he got home. He got, he contracted COVID on the trip and, and, didn't, and, and passed away. Um, and he insisted on going, they said, Hey, you should probably, you know, that kind of thing. So that's between him and the Lord, you know, yeah. but so, I mean, there's real risks. There's real risks when you talk about foreign missions and going into Africa, especially yeah. different places. So you, you want a green light from the Lord, but if the Lord is prompting you to do it, um, you're like, man, I really feel like I'm supposed to go. I want to be obedient. You know, you know, there, there are the different, different organizations. There's YWAM, Youth of the Mission. Yep. There, and it's a six month thing. You know, there's Light of Life International I mentioned earlier. There's yep. a lot of organizations that are, that will set up these trips for a week 
where it's like all inclusive vacations where you just you give them money. They got the, they got everything planned for you. And then here at life churches, I want to be a part of, I want to go to Africa. I want to go, yeah, I want to go to Scotland. I want to go to Honduras, you know, um, just reach out to us. Let us, you know, email. Well, could somebody you know. email you to say, get me on the list for next time around? They could. Yeah. And what would your email be? Drew at life church seven, okay. the number com. Okay. Yeah, wonderful. I would love to answer any questions. Well, I'm going to pray, and I just want to pray this. If you're listening to this, and you just heard Drew's heart, and you see his, you know, actually, if you're watching, you'll be able to see it. Uh, just his passion for missions and for people, individuals across the nations. We use the word missions and define a little bit about that at the beginning, but it's part of the word, the great co-mission. We're in a co-mission with Jesus when we're doing these things, and all of us are called to it. And I just want to encourage you about, Paul also talks about in Romans about the obedience that comes through faith, that, that if the Lord is prompting you to be involved in a missional lifestyle, and we know he is prompting you, but how to specifically go about that? I just want to pray for you right now, Lord, that um, everyone who's hearing or watching this, that as you're prompting them by your spirit uh, to go from Jerusalem to Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth, so to speak, that however that missional life is and lifestyle is being prompted in them right now, yeah. that you give them the strategy and the next steps for yeah, how to get Jesus. equipped, for how to join in with you in the great co-mission mm -hmm. and partnering for the gospel to go to the nations of the world and for each of us to be activated in the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. to see you get glory and to see you, Jesus, get your inheritance mm -hmm. of the nations being saved and discipled in your name. So we just bless you. Thanks for joining in and listening with us today. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining today. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you want to know more about Life Church 7 or our School of Supernatural Ministry, visit us at lifechurch7.com. We hope you have a wonderful day today.